0: Drama Surrender and Faith featuring Angel Hiles, and this is episode one hundred and fifty-two on Alternative Health Tools Podcast, where together we discover alternative health tools and explore integrative healing philosophies for both individuals and practitioners.
1: I'm Lisa Victoria, your co-host from the UK, and today I'm joined by the wonderful Angel Hiles, Relational Trauma Therapist. This is a really really important topic to talk about and I think it's it's really underestimated um certainly with people I see when I'm dealing with with clients and patients and today we're talking about what is trauma and how to recognize trauma and you know to notice when it's showing up in your life and not just dismissing it and what you can do from here so the wonderful angel is going to be sharing some tips with us throughout this episode and then obviously if you wanted any further support we'll be able to connect you up. So welcome, Angel. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much for gifting your time. Thank you very much. I'm
0: more than happy to be here.
1: Amazing. Would you like to share with our listeners a little bit about why you're so passionate about this topic and perhaps your journey as to how how you came into this field of work?
0: This topic is extremely personal to me and very passionate because I have suffered with relational functioning and emotional functioning. but more relational, right? That's how my trauma showed up in my life was definitely through how I related to others, right? How I saw myself, my internal struggles, and therefore that I was unable to connect with others in a healthy way. We'll get into that with what trauma is, but I would say, so my suffering, I struggled throughout childhood, adolescence, basically my whole, my whole life until probably I had some relief about 10 years ago and I was doing well. And then I had a setback, you know, when my son graduated and became an adult, you know, and moved and, you know, just, I didn't have him like, so that presented another, just another aspect of myself that I needed to address. Like another wound came up and to my surprise, right. That set me back to old behaviors and reactions, but essentially is a trauma wound. Through that, though, I, starting in 2019, really, that was a very strong turning point that elevated me to, I feel, a true healing, a wholeness that I have finally found, right? And that other aspect that I was looking for was more, you know, understanding and embodying that trauma lives in our body and there's an energy behind it. And we have to release those and really step into the fear and surrender ourselves, right? So faith is also a strong foundational for me, because you have to believe that this is for a purpose, that all these things that I've gone through is going to be used for a greater purpose. And that was very healing to just know that in my faith, you know, that I'm loved no matter what, and nothing can separate me from my worst. So that part was essential to just stop, just stop doing what I was trying to do to protect myself, but was so not effective. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So anyway, my personal struggle is, it has been a journey. And, but now I found such profound healing that I'm experiencing a very loving relationship, joy, peace, abundance, you know, just life is flourishing once it seemed like it couldn't get any worse
1: amazing thank you for sharing your story and i can see i can see the smile on your face for all our listeners <laughs> out there who can't see us and an angel is just radiating you know it is almost like yeah. i've got an angel sitting in front of me mm-hmm. and you mentioned words there of joy and peace and faith and all those wonderful words of nourishment and Something you said a bit earlier on was about the wholeness and 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 mm. that journey to wholeness and oh how wonderful and that's what we want to inspire our listeners with today is that possibility that they too can feel those wonderful things that you you found you've discovered and along with faith you know whatever religion we are whatever beliefs we have we can know that we're we're loved like you said we're we're unconditionally loved don't we
0: yes. Yes. Oh, really I know so this is so. going to be
1: an amazing podcast already thank you so much Angel so, and, and we you know we're going to talk about what is trauma and you, you mentioned your son becoming an adult and, and perhaps we don't relate to things like that being a trauma but there's obviously a transition and, and you're saying with mm. life is a journey and surrendering what is trauma
0: oh, it's such, a, such a question you know and people have been studying this for Countless years, right? And the experts that have been in the field for 20 plus years, they're still researching trauma. But what research is showing endless, you know, consistently is that it is stored in the nervous system. So in our bodies, it's not logical. There's no reason. So a person who hasn't experienced any type of trauma and has a fully functioning brain, it's hard for them to understand people's behaviors and thinking and that have had trauma, right? Because it, it most often isn't very rational. So trauma impairs literally every part of our brain. So the left and right brain don't communicate very well and the top down doesn't. So the part of the brain that is survival and emotional is overactivated. Right? And the prefrontal cortex didn't get time to develop, right? And so that has profound effects on our ability to regulate our emotions and make rational decisions. So nonetheless, now we have more stress hormones, right? And we basically perceive life as dangerous. So a person with some trauma will wake up in an alert state, and then maybe something little is going to set them off and not be able to to regulate themselves, right? And then have a prolonged response. But a person, again, with no trauma or little trauma and a calmer nervous system, they can sustain different or multiple stressors throughout the day and be able to feel stress and come back down in a much quicker, you know, window. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it makes total sense. So, I'm, I'm what I'm hearing you saying is, you know, people. Aren't able to respond in that moment if they've experienced trauma because there's, there's a chemical element going on in their body. So, what I'm hearing is it's, it's not often their fault that the chemical reaction is happening, but perhaps they're feeling like there's something wrong with them.
0: That's exactly right. There's fear and terror, right? Or the frozen, they're just automatic responses because, you know, somewhere wherever the trauma occurred, the body remembers. Dr. Peter Levine, he created Somatic Experiencing. So basically, when the body, when we experience trauma, it's stored in our cells in our body, and just like animals, they they don't develop trauma symptoms right after they've experienced stress. So, but why? So he started studying that, and that's because they're able to discharge the fear, right? So we as humans tend to not do that, right? We our instinct is to avoid it. Wow. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when we do that, it's stored. And then we might have another kind of now it's more of a pattern where we're not you know addressing the core issue and then we might, because we're fearing another um, situation like that, so then it just compounds, compounds, compounds. and now we have all this nervous energy or all this fear stored in our bodies, which then we can't concentrate you know, um, we doubt ourselves, we think we have to, you know, please others and keep them happy, because we think that is what keeps us safe, where that prevents something, right? We just learn these ways of surviving. And we tend to think that's how it works. But it's just a false sense of security.
1: And what, what I love what you just said there is, is that was quite fascinating is that we we store it in our bodies, whereas animals will discharge it, Mhm and they don't hold on to it. It's really fascinating. Really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And and like you say that compound effect, then as we go through life if we're storing it, it's being stored on top of previously stored trauma.
0: That's right. Yeah. And some people can call that trapped emotions. And to one person, it might not be traumatic, but to another person it it may be. So these can be like medical procedures, divorce, um car accidents, you know, natural disasters, um, you know, of course, violence or aggression, abuse, neglect, all of those things play into it. But, you know, maybe bullying, like those significant childhood events, or, um, you know, just feeling left out. Sometimes these life events, because they weren't extremely fearful, we tend to minimize them. And like, so if we're a child, And we're growing up in a family system that tends to, you know, not encourage the expression of feelings and, you know, be seen, not heard. Um, You know, this is my way or the highway. So right. We then learn, oh, it's not safe to feel this or, well, if it's not a big deal, then maybe I shouldn't be upset. So now we start not trusting ourselves Mm -hmm. and, or we get in relationships that are controlling because we were so used to following rules or demands growing up. So, I mean, so we tend to repeat these patterns um, that reinforce, and we think that is safety because that's what we know.
1: And what, and what you you just said there is is that those examples you gave they range from you know accidents to you know medical procedures to even just something we were told as a child you should be seen and not heard. And you know, I guess people out there when when we associate you know with trauma, we think it's a big event but actually it doesn't have to be a big event to have an impact on us, does it and it's how we interpret that as individuals and how that then affects us
0: That's exactly right yes and Dr. Dan Siegel he defines trauma as as well as Vander Kolk but you know trauma is any event that overrides our natural. Capacity to cope. Yeah. So any situation that does that, where we're no longer able to cope within our abilities, that's trauma.
1: You know, certainly from when I've been listening to you, you know, I can think back to times in my life where you could say I've experienced trauma based on based on the things you've just mentioned, and and that could have had a compound effect. You know, I'm I'm very fortunate and blessed that I came across coaching, and I'm now a coach, which is wonderful because I feel I have the tools to be able to. have that wholeness like we talked about at the beginning. I didn't know that before. I didn't know that before. That word trauma to me is, um, you know, we think things like PTSD is is people who've been in service. But actually, even some of my patients and clients I I see now have been diagnosed with PTSD and it's becoming more, there's more awareness, isn't there, around Mm -hmm. trauma and the stigmatism attached to it that actually just because we feel like this doesn't mean to say we're broken or we need fixing. You know, if we broke our leg, we'd go, we'd go to the doctor and and they'd put us in a cast. And actually there's a lot of stigma with, with mental health isn't there And the, the word trauma. And actually it's nothing to be fearful of. It's something that we can use and embrace along our journey of healing, I guess.
0: Yes. Yes. It's beautifully stated. It's very treatable. It seems so scary to many people And it is. It's not easy work. So there's lots of empathy around that. You know, it takes a lot of courage, a lot of determination and work to want to change, right? To believe that things can be different. Because if a person has been a certain way and in survival mode for how many years, it's hard to believe that there can be another way, right? We just think this is how I am, right? But if we believe that to be true, it will be. Right? Everything starts with a belief when we know or we believe, like, so let's take faith. We believe, you know, nothing separates us from our worth, that all things are working toward our good and start working these principles of slowing down, you know, practicing gratitude, having faith, hoping service to others. Like, so kind of getting out of ourselves, not so much focusing on the problem, but before we can do that, we have to learn to self-soothe going back to the trauma, when we're activated, right? So when we are experiencing the the triggers, the fear of I'm in danger, right? When we think that's what's happening. The first step is we have to become aware that that's what's happening in this very moment, in my present moment. when we're having a strong reaction to something, we wanna create pause to recognize, is this really about this? Or what's this really attached to? And when we can consciously tell ourselves, I'm safe right now, I'm I'm safe to be me, I'm safe in this moment, you know, what's really happening here. So now we're bringing ourselves back to the present moment, and we're not in our minds or in the past or in the, you know, we're now becoming present and tuned into our body. So now we make different choices in that moment, and we start creating new connections.
1: Amazing. Amazing. The mind and body are so connected. And
0: mm-hmm. I
1: think that's a great question for our listeners, isn't it? There's a couple of words you used there and it was, are you activated actually in the, the fight or flight mode? Cause that's having an impact on our bodies or are you taking that step away and having that self-awareness to self-soothe? I love those words that you used. Mm-hmm. I just think that's so beautiful. Like self-soothing. It just mm-hmm. sounds like I'm bathing in oh, bliss. <laughs> it, just, it just sounds that's so nice. peaceful people are busy across <laughs> across the world these days. It's, it's quite a fast, fast-paced environment, isn't it? And I think it's, it's taking that step back to ask themselves, are you activated or are you self-soothing?
0: Make a solid point. And, you know, especially through the pandemic, relational functioning is essential. It's essential. We're created to be in connection with one another. We're not designed to be in isolation. So when that happens, right, we that can activate us, right? It creates more anxiety. It, when we have healed our trauma wounds, right, and we actually are able to have secure attachments and be in connection with one another, that calms the nervous system in itself, right? It's so important to have community. So everything is kind of, you know, weaved together. The importance of relationships is foundational for one but trust which is often right the first to go when we experience trauma and that's a foundational piece also that's key to building to feeling safe and to building healthy relationships
1: yes I'm absolutely I'm in awe of your language I'm loving your language Angel <laughs> you know you're talking about weaving and self-soothing and it just all sounds so beautiful and connected and we're talking about the importance of having that connectedness to other beings aren't we in the community mm-hmm. and I think we're moving on to tips here aren't we in terms of how to deal with trauma um, something you mentioned earlier was about helping others and practicing gratitude and that's that's taking The focus off the problem, like you said earlier, and focusing on what what is positive.
0: Yeah, and the top tip, so gratitude we've mentioned, and the pause we've already mentioned. Yes, those are central. So pausing when we have that awareness that I'm activated right now.
1: So could you give us an example of pausing, then, Angel? So people might think, well, you know, how long do I pause for? What what does a pause involve? How do I activate a pause? What advice could you give? So
0: maybe like in a relationship, you know, conflict, typically any type of conflict can activate someone if some we're disagreeing or we've maybe shared something and it wasn't received well. So now I'm, you know, wanting to retreat or I, I'm being triggered to act out or to get defensive, right, to protect myself. So when I'm about to go into a emotional reactive response, If I notice that, I can feel it, like maybe my heart rate's, you know, increasing, it's pounding, I'm sweating, I feel my temperature rising. Those are keys, you know, some indications that I'm triggered, right? So in that moment, it can just be a breath. It can be a second. It's just, okay, what's happening? Okay, let me just take some deep breaths, right? And just... We really want to blow out our air. So when we inhale and hold and then exhale, that helps bring the heart rate down. So it's sending those bo- those messages to our brain and body that we're safe. Let's calm down. And so when we shut off the alarm, now we can make a more rational decision.
1: Amazing that was beautifully put thank you so much so what we're saying is is the alarm bells are going off in our body that we might feel mm-hmm. our heart racing so our body's giving us feedback to say we're experiencing mm-hmm. something and that's our that's our trigger to say we need to take a pause so it's noticing isn't it what's going on in your body as well as your mind that, that yes. wonderful explanation thank you very much
0: you're very welcome
1: so pausing what a great tip yes. and the the next one gratitude
0: Um, Yes. And so having gratitude for the feedback, for emotions, like we tend to develop a negative relationship with our emotions because of fear, like because they feel intense, they feel scary. And but all emotions are helpful. They serve a purpose their information. So if we can just take a step back and consider being more open to emotions and the purpose of them, they don't have to be so scary. So, you know, when did I first, we get curious, right? When did I first feel like this? You know, what's this attached to? What's my anchor trying to tell me? What's this shame trying to protect me from? And we don't have to condemn ourselves when we're exploring these emotions and emotions aren't Good or bad, or positive or negative, they're just emotions. They're just experiences.
1: I think I think that's a really important point you've raised there. I think some people are resistant of, of feeling negative emotions because they've got the attachment that that's bad. They shouldn't be feeling that way. And actually, what you've just described beautifully is is it's information. It's giving you feedback. So I think that's a really important point for our listeners as well, isn't it? Is to know mm-hmm. that there are no good or bad emotions, you're just feeling, you're experiencing a feeling in that moment and it can pass, it will pass, it does pass, we've all we've all experienced all the emotions and, and the one thing we know is they pass, we don't know how long they're going to take to pass but they do pass, don't they?
0: Yes, yes, beautifully, I'm so happy you brought that up, beautifully stated, you know, they're temporary and holding on to that fact when it's Happening, you know, that provides hope. Being able to accept what you're experiencing when you're experiencing it. So, again, remember a natural ability or a natural instinct of ours is to want to resist pain mm. and suffering. Makes sense. We don't, who wants to suffer? So, we resist it. But in that resistance, we create more suffering. So, when we allow and give ourselves this permission to sit in the discomfort, and in the pain without judging it without trying to you know change it it's just man I feel sad I feel angry I feel discouraged and, and whatever it is that this is my experience that I'm having right now and there's nothing wrong with it and it will pass
1: and that comes back to your you know faith and surrendering and trusting that it's gonna pass and it's information so what what can you learn from it
0: oh yes and what can we learn from it exactly do I want to choose to grow from this what is this absolutely what is this information trying to show me
1: amazing and
0: how can I use it to move me forward
1: oh this is phenomenal and I'm sure our listeners are getting so much out of this already I'm certainly enjoying the conversation it's, it's beautifully flowing So there's a couple of tips. Are there any more tips you would like to share with our listeners in terms of what would be really, really kind of helpful for them to practice?
0: Any type of mindfulness training is going to go a long way. So mind-body practices, you know, whatever feels right to them. But you can start simple with just being present. You know, when you notice your mind wandering, you know, you're worrying about the future that hasn't happened yet, or you're you're rehearsing what you said to so-and-so, you know, and you're in the past, you're not in the present. So whenever you notice that that might be happening and you bring yourself back, celebrate like, oh, yeah, I just brought myself back to the present. You know, it's highlighting and recognizing the things you're doing well, like every time you're in the moment, because life is happening in the present. So if we're in our mind, in our headspace, that's not reality. We're, reality is happening in the now.
1: That's absolutely beautiful about being present and and you you're saying to celebrate. I mean, how often do people celebrate the small wins? And that is, is actually not a small win, is it? It's a, it's a massive win if we can be present, because like you say, that is life. That's what we have.
0: And I remember starting that. I mean, it's profound. It's very profound. Along with self-compassion. Right? So if anything, mindfulness with self-compassion, you can have immediate results and experience relief from just that, from stop, you know, from learning that we don't have to judge ourselves, attack ourselves when we make mistakes, when, when difficult emotions or, you know, situations come up you know, those things are learned also when we can say loving things to ourselves, like, Hey, so you made a mistake. And we own up to it, by the way. You know, I did not mean to say that or I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. We just take that ownership Mm -hmm. and we can only do what we can do. So everybody else is going to have their reactions to things and that's them, right? Everybody has their own lens. So it's, it's truly embracing you for who you are rather than condemning or judging yourself.
1: Wow, that's very profound, isn't it? And not allowing, you know, your lens to be dirtied by somebody else's lens that they're looking through because we can't control how they view the situation can we
0: that's
1: exactly right yeah and it comes back to that self-compassion doesn't it as long as we're showing Mm -hmm. up and doing our best that's that's all we can do we're owning it and saying i learned from it or i'm sorry or what could I do differently next time? How could I love myself more? How could I practice more gratitude? How, how could I how could I pause better next time? All those wonderful tips that you've shared. Thank you. Yes, exactly.
0: All of those wonderful things that we can do. So as you mentioned the word nurture or nourishment, but you know, nurturing, it's always nurture, nurture, nurture. So one of my mentors right now is Dr. Dan Siegel and I'm learning so much from him. He's just brilliant and a very passionate soul and he says it's nature and nurture it's not either or it's both you know so we have to nurture ourselves and others right we have to give to ourselves what we want to give to others or what we want from others right it's always a two-way street
1: and we can't give from an empty cup can we
0: exactly exactly right right and it's okay to ask for help though too right it's so okay to ask for help please everyone know that it's okay to ask for help it's okay to say i need a minute
1: and we give you permission listeners to to say that because it's okay to say just a minute i need to think that through or you know i just i need some time yes absolutely. can you help me please i don't know how to do this and certainly growing up you know when we talk about conditioning and nature and nurture it was always deemed a bad thing if you asked for help because it, it means that you're not capable. Well, who says it? means I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm developing, and I want to learn. So actually asking for help is going to help that process, right?
0: Well, yes, yes. Nobody has all the answers, not even, you know, geniuses. Like, you know, we just tend to to think that, and we all fear so much of judgment, criticism, rejection. and those are human condition, you know, human responses. That's okay. But when we make a decision to kind of step out of that, and each time we do that and choose courage and honoring ourselves, right? Well, the courage essentially, like when we say, No, I'm gonna do this anyway, you know, that builds momentum. It feels so good to honor your true desires and yourself to ask questions. And then when you experience answers. Right. When you experience, you know, positive change, the momentum just continues to, to grow because now fear is taking, a you know, we're getting rid of that lower energy. Right. So now when we're practicing the gratitude and the compassion and the curiosity and the connection, our energy, our vibe, right, we start elevating. So that in itself is powerful. Our bodies start to feel lighter and clearer. Right. Our minds are opening up.
1: I'm really pleased you, you've you mentioned the word energy and that vibration and I know how important that is and I've experienced that myself when I've been in a lower energy before I learned about coaching I was in this negative cycle of stress and fear and worry and I was almost attracting more of that and my energy was really low my my physical energy was low I was getting quite a lot of brain fog and when mm-hmm. I shifted <laughs> my my circuit that I was on to one of faith and trust and surrender and confidence and joy mm-hmm. and all those wonderful words we've talked about today everything shifted like you said you know and and, and results were showing up and positive things were happening in my life and it's possible, isn't it? It's possible and we, we talked about that earlier. It's so possible to change. It you know and it's it's that having that faith that it can change, it doesn't have to be like this.
0: Yes, that's so accurate. Science proves that. You know, our brains do change. It just takes effort and consistent effort, right? Yeah. So but it can have lasting change. The brain can and does change. It evolves.
1: And it just shows, doesn't it? Because we learn things all the time. We may learn to write or to read or to tie our shoelaces or to drive a a vehicle. So if we can learn all those things, we can also program our brain to learn different wiring in relation to how we view ourselves and how we are able to take those pauses and practice gratitude and self-compassion and kindness and all those wonderful things you've talked about. You know, if we can learn those bigger things like studying or driving a car or, learning to read and write, then of course we can we can learn this new way of experiencing the wonderful connection of life. Yes,
0: yeah. I agree. <laughs> That's so wonderfully stated, yes.
1: Angel, I'm definitely picking up on your energy because I don't know where some of this is coming from today. It just seems to be flowing oh, through me.
0: That is so wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. Likewise, likewise.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. To I be...
0: absolutely love this work and love spreading hope and joy and love because no one should have to suffer
1: and I love those words hope joy and love amazing Mm -hmm. and that's what we're bringing to our listeners today isn't it hope joy and love and some wonderful tips to get them started so if they wanted some further support obviously they could reach out to a professional so um Mm -hmm. your website is www.angelhiles.com that's correct yes Is there anything else you would like to leave with our listeners today, if there's one thing you can leave with them?
0: Well, in addition to, I guess, everything I've said, I just really want to reinforce, I think, the message of hope, that you're not alone. There truly is hope. And I hope you choose that for yourself. Please don't suffer any more than you have to. You can experience relief and have joy and the love and the life you deserve
1: and i i heard you say i hope you choose this it's a choice isn't it we don't have mm-hmm. to suffer anymore but if we don't know there's a different way we we don't know there's a choice and and what we've shared with them today is is from your story and your journey there is a choice there is a different way and mm-hmm. and there's a there's a journey of hope and love available to anybody who's ready to embark on that exactly right oh That's how so wonderful great. thank you
0: so very much it's been a pleasure and an honor so
1: angel it's been a pleasure to connect with you i've really really enjoyed connecting with you my energy's just been lifted as well and yeah thank you so much for the work you do because i know you help lots of people already and i know you're going to continue to help more people spreading that hope joy and love across across the world so thank you for your work that you do thank you so i'm lisa victoria i'm your host from the uk and until next time take care and stay safe